Welcome to The Healthy Me. I'm Trina Felber, registered nurse and CEO of Primal Life Organics. I believe there's a healthy person living in everyone. The Healthy Me is designed to help you call up your healthy self, step out of your comfort zone, shake things up, and get results. So let's find and empower your healthy me. Okay, welcome back to The Healthy Me. I'm Trina Felber, and I'm so excited today because this is a topic that is dear to my heart because I did suffer from things um, years ago. I had a lot of skin rashes and skin conditions, and it was before my deep dive into natural skincare um, that um, I suffered from these things. I couldn't figure it out, and I didn't know what was going on, and you know, now I know more, and I've healed myself. But I'm really excited that there's more people like me out there that are sharing the message. And Jennifer Fugo is with me today. Hey, Jennifer. Hi. And she's going to talk to us more about skin conditions and even your skin microbiome, which is a really hot topic. I talk a lot about the oral microbiome. I've talked about the skin microbiome. I, I believe in all of those things. So that's why talking to Jennifer is going to be really um, something incredible because it's very dear to my heart and words that come out of my mouth too. So it's always a pleasure when somebody else can reiterate things for you. But let me tell you guys about Jennifer before we get started. So Jennifer is an MS CNS and is a clinical nutritionist empowering women who've been failed by conventional medicine to beat chronic skin and unending gut challenges. Because she's overcome a long history of gut issues and eczema, Jennifer has empathy and insight to help her clients discover missing pieces and create doable integrative plans. Simply put, Jennifer believes that you actually deserve better, and that's why she launched, launched it's www.skinterrupt.com, love that, to interrupt the failed conversation about chronic skin conditions or skin problems and helpful alternatives that you aren't being told about. Her work has been featured on Dr. Oz, Reuters, Yahoo, CNN, and many podcasts and summits. Jennifer is an Amazon bestselling author and the host of The Natural Skin Show. I love it. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Anytime I can talk skin, I'm more than happy to do it. Um, but let's start out about your frustrating experience with eczema. Tell us about that, because I'm assuming that's kind of what led you to where you are, right? It is. And honestly, before I was just focused on gut stuff because I had like chronic diarrhea and all that jazz for years and kind of figured that out, except when I was in grad school, a ton of stress, right? Grad school is like, <laughs> it's probably like uh, having children. <laughs> you just sort of run out of time and... Um, Unfortunately, my hand started to break out and it started on one hand, spread to the other, and it just went, it was on the palms of my hand. So not on the back, the things that you touch everything with. Ouch. And um, I went to the dermatologist because I thought, you know, that's what I should do. I don't really know what to do aside from like a, just my dad gave me some steroid cream. He's a doctor, but I was like, let me go see the doctor, the real, like a dermatologist. Cause my dad does eyes. This does skin. Let's focus on that. And what I found was that they weren't, you know, I was already gluten-free, dairy-free, egg-free for a long time. So, and it was it's not like I eat a ton of junk either. So it's not the dietary issue that was really the driving concern here. But instead, I was dealing with these issues of like, 
flare, like a flare cycle. So essentially the skin would get red, super itchy. I get these bubbles and then they would burst. I got those. Mine was on my, my thigh or not my thigh, but my um, calf, my shin. I would get them on my shin. Itched like crazy. Insane. Insane. And what was worse is when I would go, I couldn't get my hands dirty because when I would, if I had to wash my hands, the water burned so badly. I couldn't use soap, but even using the water, it would dry my hands out. So then I crack worse. It was just this really awful, vicious cycle. And so the dermatologist suggested that I use a steroid cream and that after I put the steroid cream, I put Vaseline on top of my hands, like my palms. And I was like, okay, so practically, number one, like I'm just not okay using Vaseline. Vaseline, right. A, a petroleum derivative type of thing on my hands where I have open gashes and stuff. But um, practically speaking, you, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to get that everywhere. Like, right. That's ridiculous. I'm going to wear like plastic gloves all day long. And that's ultimately what ended up happening. I didn't go the Vaseline route or the Crisco route. Apparently some people do Crisco. But I did end up wearing these blue gloves that I'd buy at Home Depot that were disposable because I got to the point where I couldn't handle my cats. I couldn't clean the house. I couldn't go to the gym. I couldn't touch anything. And let me tell you something, those gloves, no matter how tight, do not keep water off of your hands when you take a shower. Oh, no. Like, I would only be able to shower, like, once a week. Even at that, it was hard. So I got to this point where I realized, like, there was no amount of going to dermatologists was going to fix this. I, and I started to say, okay, what could I do? If a client came to me with this complaint, what would I do? And I started to address my issues from that perspective. And yes, it took a long time. I'm happy to talk about that because I think it's important to be realistic and have your expectations managed with skin stuff. But um, it did eventually go away to the point where I have, as you can see, literally no eczema rashes on my hands anymore. So what are, like, what are some of the underlying triggers of skin conditions? Well, there's actually 15, believe it or not. And they include, <laughs> they, they certainly do include, um, I will say this. Everybody thinks about skin conditions. They're like, well, it's up my skin. I got to look at my skin. It's got to, I want to show you my skin rashes. I'm like, I don't need to see the skin rashes because the 15 root causes underlie everything. They are essentially what's hidden. And so that can include gut infections, gut dysbiosis. So if you have too much yeast in your gut, for example, or even opportunistic bacteria that normally should be in the gut, but it's just too much, like E. coli. Um, you can also have GI dysfunction where you're not breaking proteins down appropriately. So you have low stomach acid or you don't have enough pancreatic enzymes. So GI function and the microbiome within is actually really important for healthy skin, believe it or not. And then you're speaking kind of my language. <laughs> piggyback off is that what happens when your gut's unhappy, you're not able to properly absorb nutrition and your skin is like a super sponge. It needs a lot of nutrition. And so when you start depleting that uh, reservoir because you're not bringing in enough, you're not getting enough protein, you're not getting enough vitamin A. So fat soluble vitamins, for example, when your gut is leaky, oftentimes the mucosal membrane that lines or kind of coats the inner tube, so to speak, it starts to break down. And so it can become very difficult for us to absorb fats appropriately. So we start to see low vitamin D, low vitamin A, which is very critical for both eye health and your skin and thyroid. Um, 
and we start to lose proteins. As I said, thyroid health is a critical piece to this because low thyroid function is a hidden problem of what can be causing some issues. Um, you can look at liver detoxification issues, um, hormonal imbalances, heavy metal toxicity. So that the list does kind of go on and on. And I don't want to go like too deep into the woods with it. I mean, certainly you can have allergic issues, you can have sensitivities, but I really actually don't believe that food sensitivities are a root cause. I agree with you. I totally agree with you. And what I've said a lot of times too, is that um, your skin obviously is your largest organ and it's your mirror. It's your reflection of your internal organs. It's the, it's the organ that was given to you to speak to you when you're not listening. So what I mean by that is like she's talking about, Jennifer said, when you have leaky gut or you have too much of a bad biome or not enough good biome or whatever's going on internally, you ha might have other symptoms like diarrhea, blah, 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 you know, but your skin ultimately will be the one that might wake you up and go, there's a problem. And it's usually not related to your skin. It's the message that wake up, there's something internal going on because your skin is your, for me, it's like the last way to communicate to you that there's an internal issue. Do you agree? I totally agree with you. And this is the other piece to it. And this is why people get frustrated when they go the natural route with dealing with their skin. They're like, how come, you know, two, three, four weeks in, they're like, I, I don't see much difference. I, I like this must not be working. And I'm like, well, no, see, you have all these other underlying problems and the skin happens to be the last rung on the totem pole. It is the least important. So until we fix or rebalance or fill up everything else that's underlying this, your skin's going to kind of look crappy. I'm really sorry, but like that's part of this process. And so that's why you, if you can't, you got to adjust like the thyroid, for example, you have to address the gut issue or you have to get enough nutrition in to fill those wells up or allow the liver to detoxify better before the skin can start rebuilding healthfully. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's why it takes so long. And the other reason it takes so long is the skin from the innermost layer. So that's the newest layer works its way out. It takes about 40 days more or less. So it's not even just about an eruption on your skin. If you're going to really rebuild healthier skin, you have to A, say, okay, I got a 40 day window, but I've also got to make sure I've got everything yeah. right when that layer of skin starts building and moving out. Yeah, so really your 40 day will start when your internal issues have gone away. Exactly. Been healed or whatever. It, even on the mend, you'll start to see that exactly. change, but you probably won't see that change until that internally has happened and then 40 days beyond that. You might see a little bit. You're going to see a little bit of a change here and there, but an overall change. Yeah. And, and here's another cool way to link the gut to the skin microbiome. So number one, the skin microbiome is actually lipid loving or fat loving. It does not eat, they, these organisms don't eat carbs like our digestive system does. It is fat. <laughs> number one. Number two, your gut microbiome actually communicates in a number of ways with the microbiome on the skin. And one really interesting way, if you're familiar at all with the small chain fatty acids that your gut microbiome produce, butyrate, which is really important, so that's what's produced when you say eat a prebiotic or you eat a lot of good fiber that those gut bugs can break down, butyrate actually um, 
moves through the uh, enterocytes or the, the gut lining through the body and actually communicates that way to the cells and uh, the, the microbiome on the skin. So when you have appropriate amounts of butyrate, so your, your colon is acidified, by the way, you don't want an alkaline colon, and there's plenty of butyrate there, that will actually help communicate and stabilize the skin microbiome believe it or not. So they are directly linked through the gut. And if you haven't paid any ounce of attention, or if you're like, I poop just fine. I don't have any gut issues. I don't have heartburn. I don't have any of those problems. You still should look there because just because you don't have any really overt or severe digestive issues does not mean that you don't have an issue going on in the gut. And on top of it, most people don't know what digestive issues look like. So you should be pooping one to three times a day. That's normal. And it should be healthy, easy, quick poops, by the way. Right. So. Yeah. And your gut, by the way, too, is your the start of your immune system. It's the house of your immune system, too. So if even if you don't have gut issues, but you get sick a lot or all the time, that relates back to your gut. And this is what I also love to speak about is that your gut, actually, this is my theory. I'll give you my theory really quick because <laughs> it's my, it's what I geek out on. Your gut actually starts in your mouth. So your digestion starts in your mouth. We need to think that our gut starts in our mouth and our microbiome really needs to start in our mouth. When we're using ingredients that kill 99% of your bacteria like to brush your teeth with and the the products the mouthwashes that kill all that good back or that bad bacteria they're also killing good bacteria when you kill all of the good bacteria in your mouth you were made to swallow that bacteria when we swallow we don't even think about it but if you start to think about it you swallow a lot every day that bacteria that lives in your mouth is supposed to feed and seed the gut bacteria and i think that that's a huge piece that's missing for a lot of people with digestive issues that lead to every other type of issue, like you're talking about gut issues, um, immune system, skin issues, is because we're missing this part of it. And even when we take probiotics, we're not feeding, we're not normalizing our oral biome to, as the start of the internal biome system. And one interesting thing I'll add to that, because I agree with you 100%, is that when you are killing off the microbiome in the mouth, you are opening your mouth up to H. pylori. And <laughs> there's some really interesting data about H. pylori infections may actually begin in the mouth and then end up down in the stomach because you're swallowing that. And I'll also share with you that I would say 90% of all of my both gut and skin clients have low stomach acid. And so when you have low stomach acid, the bacteria that you are swallowing, all those bacterial parts, et cetera, are passing through the stomach. That's supposed to be a chemical barrier. That's why it's acidic. They pass through the stomach and end up in the small intestine and the large intestine. They can cause infections. They can cause SIBO, all sorts of stuff. So I absolutely agree with you. And that's interesting about H. pylori starting in the mouth, which makes sense. And then the other gateway is when you're using those ingredients, you end up with bad gum disease, which leads pockets and an entryway also. So there's two ways that, that those bacteria, fungus, viruses can get inside your body. So um, with my products, with the Dirty Mouth Tooth Powder, that helps to create that natural biome so that you can feed and seed your gut and actually heal your yourself from the start of your digestion. So awesome. Um, let's, let's talk about um, 
what causes a disruption in your skin biome? Well, I would say the first, obviously stress does. I mean, stress is always a piece to this. And and I don't mean like just, um, you know, the big stressors, like you're fighting with your spouse constantly about money and that kind of stuff where your mom is on her deathbed that not, it doesn't even necessarily have to be the big things. It can be the little things too. It can be traumas that happened to you a long time ago that you really have not fully processed. And you're just kind of carrying around like baggage with you. So that is certainly a piece to this. Um, I would say another piece is a, that gut, we've talked extensively about this gut piece. So when the gut can, can get off balance, that then directly affects the skin. I would say another piece too is, you know, I find that a lot of people have too much candida and unfortunately candida can spread to the skin, um, especially to the more like moisture rich areas. So armpits, groin, under the breast, that kind of thing. And you can end up with a candida rash. Um, and I would just say like, you know, antibacterial soaps are so bad guys or like slap. I know people are like obsessed and we're so afraid of germs. And I'm not saying you shouldn't wash your hands after you go to the bathroom, but regular soap has found, been found just as effective. You do not need to obsess over cleaning your hands. Like my dad's constantly rubbing alcohol, rubbing alcohol on his hands because he's a doctor. But like that really destroys the microbiome. Um, I would even say this. I do not encourage people to wash their entire body with soap. I would say use it in the more moisture prone areas. Like that's where you use the soap and water will suffice. You don't need to remove, unless you are filthy because you ran through the mud or you're so sweated, that's one thing. But on a normal daily basis, there's not a need for that because it does disrupt the microbiome on the skin. Um, and also body care products too. What you're putting on your skin really does matter. Uh, your skin is an absorbable surface and it does, you know, even steroid creams, people think like, oh, well, it just goes on my skin. It just tampers down that, in that inflammation there. But actually it doesn't. It actually is absorbed in and it affects your adrenal glands. And so children and babies are also much more susceptible to the effects of steroid, steroid cream application in the adrenal gland area. So just be really mindful of that. You want to use as little as possible. I'm not anti-steroid cream, but because when you're in a flare, I get it. I've yeah, I think it's just cream. overuse. I think you agree it's with overuse. me. When you Absolutely. need it, you need it. But when it, it's right. just like anything else, it's overuse. And that's the problem with um, commercial skincare is that all of the ingredients in commercial skincare from one product to another, whether they're the same ingredient or similar, they're they all are destroying your natural biome, disrupting your natural bacteria and your natural lipid layer. They're, they're actually, because most of them are water-based, most of them are pulling moisture out of your skin because the water is dehydrating to your skin. So, And that in itself will disrupt your natural biome because the lipid layer gets destroyed there. So um, it's interesting... And uh, also the change in pH, because your skin should be about a 4.5 pH. And a lot of the products that are out there are either like way too basic. I mean, I'd be careful even too. I have some clients that will dab like apple cider vinegar on their face. And I'm just like, just got to be careful. That's really super acidic. So we have to find a happy medium. But I think that's the other issue is where the, a lot of commercial skincare products are just 
way too basic. And so they're, they are alkalizing. So this is the problem. Like, you know, in the health world, everybody, everybody's being told you need to be alkaline, alkalize, alkalize. Mm-hmm. But the problem is your skin actually should be acidic. Mm-hmm. 4.5 is an acid, yeah. is an acidic pH. And so it's important to not try to, um, you know, I think we have to be careful when we buy in sometimes to the way that people discuss certain things because your skin is acidic for a very specific reason to help crowd out the bad actors, so to speak. Right. And um, that's an important point to remember. Because that's the environment that your good stuff can survive in. Exactly. Same with the colon. Yeah. Same thing. And same thing with your mouth. (laughs) It's all connected and interrelated. Um, So... We know, let's see, is the microbiome connected to the microbiome in your gut? And yes. you kind of talked about that a little bit. Yes. But do you want to go into that a little bit more on how it's it's connected? I'm, I think basically the main way that people should focus on it being connected is that when you have this healthy balance of gut flora in the colon, by the way, not in the small intestine, that and you're eating enough fiber those digest healthy digestible fibers or fermentable fibers that your gut flora can thrive. They're producing small chain fatty acids. That's helping to signal to the skin microbiome that this is healthy. This is how things should be. That is their signaler. And so if you are not eating a diet that has enough fiber in it, that's the danger. Like some people go on a low FODMAP diet because now they think they're afraid of like gluten and everything. And like, I don't eat gluten because I can't, but you know, you have to be careful with over restricting foods because anybody can have a sensitivity to anything. But at the end of the day, what's most important is that you figure out what your unique triggers are, what your issues are, and you work to address them appropriately rather than just following somebody else over a cliff because that worked for them. And so that would be my best encouragement is just to make sure that if you've got a skin issue, you are addressing the gut. If you've had like chronic yeast infections, for example, and you've got all these skin issues or you've taken tons of antibiotics or birth con- you have a history of birth control pill use, even if that was like 10 years ago, it doesn't matter. That is all connected. Even like all the, you know, they'll be like, oh, I had ear infections. I had throat, you know, strep throat. I had all this stuff as a kid. I took antibiotics all the time, but I haven't done that in a long time. And I'm like, does it matter? You spent years without a, a healthy microbiome, and that does take its toll. Yeah, your body remembers. Um, mm-hmm. What about probiotics and, and skin? Like there's products out there that have probiotics in them for the skin. Is that helpful, do you think? Is it just a ploy? <laughs> I think I think it's a hit or a miss. I'm not 100% sure, to be honest with you. I So one thing that I have had some success with, with and it's not with everybody, is that some people can apply probiotics and not, not in the capsule. You open the capsule up and you apply it to your skin. Um, you'll use some sort of like, it's just some sort of oil. I I try to, um, tell people now to avoid coconut oil just because it's more antimicrobial than a lot of the other ones. So like jojoba or, um, uh, Karan Krishnan told me, he's like, Oh, olive oil is great for the skin. Oh, olive oil is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like, it's super great. It's only, it's just super greasy. That's all. But whatever, you know, if you're at home, hang out, put some olive oil on, sprinkle on your probiotics and see if that kind of helps reduce some of the itchiness. I've had moms where that's really helped their babies, but in other people it hasn't. It doesn't mean that that 
doesn't work, it's just not going to work for you because what's underlying the issue is internal and that's what really has to be addressed. Um, I would say, um, you know, some people have had found help putting uh, clean yogurt on their face, like doing masks and things like that. I think it's just trial. It's really trial and error. I think the key is if you're going to buy a probiotic type skin formula, you want it to be as clean and natural as possible. That and and like take a picture before you start using it and then use it and after a week, two weeks or whatever, compare your skin to to that image and see if it's really helped at all. Um, that that'd be my you know that's the easiest way to really um, especially with skin, it's visual. Yeah, and it's changing all the time too. Like when you talked about sensitivities, you can have a sensitivity today and then in three or four months develop a different sensitivity that could be triggering things. So it's always changing. It's, and it's not like, that's not a great thing to hear, um, that you'll never get it figured out. So, but you have to keep looking at what's changing and how your skin is reacting. And it's hard because like you said, it could take 40 days for a change to be noticed. And now you're on to something else. Exactly. And with sensitivities, truthfully, at the end of the day, if you're working on your gut, the goal is to actually peel those sensitivities back to some degree. Some things like eggs, I have a little more tolerance than I did 10 years ago. But I'm okay where it is. That's fine. But most for most people, you shouldn't have a gazillion yeah. um, sensitivities to things. That and just that point. signals more that there's an internal gut yes, issue. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm glad you made that point. Because if you're someone that suffers from a bunch of different like sensitivities or allergies or whatever you want to call them, you really need to look at your gut because like you said, um, it, it's changing over time because Mm -hmm. of the way your gut is changing. And if you have healthy flora and healthy wall, gut wall, then you shouldn't have, like you said, a ton, right. A ton of sensitivities. You should pretty much be normal, uh, normalized out. And you might be sensitive to something, um, on a regular basis, but overall, it shouldn't be like a whole laundry list. Right. And Trina, the important point, as you see my cat kind of <laughs> jumping around in the background, um, it, to make with that is that the problem with elimination diets, a lot of people will do these really strict elimination diets thinking, oh, well, now I feel better. And then they try and get that stuff, they add that stuff back in and they don't feel better. An elimination diet will not fix the problem. It's just remo- merely removing the trigger. Yeah. So unless you actually do work to resolve what's going on, the dysfunction in the gut, then you're just like, you know, you're moving, removing the right, tack. Right. Like if you say I'm a, I'm sensitive to tomatoes, so I'm just never going to eat tomatoes again. You're still going to be sensitive to tomatoes. Although you exactly. don't have to be, you can exactly. fix the problem and have tomatoes in six months and be okay. If you fix the internal exactly. issue. So exactly. yeah. Yeah. What about, what are some tips that you have for solving chronic skin issues? Any tips for anybody out there that now is suffering from, you know, acne or rosacea or eczema? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously doing the things that we've talked about. So checking in what's going on with your poop, what's going on with your gut. Um, I would also say too, you know, I don't mind when people try to do a little bit of charting with their food, like what's going on with like, are there any food reactions? That can be a really easy way to figure out if just a food sensitivity is there and then right now, bing, 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 you've got leaky gut issues. Um, I would also say too, um, the other thing you could try, and these are always just like, 
these are kind of like the free things you can do. You could try an antifungal on a specific spot for a number of days, see if that brings it down. Just like you could get athlete's foot cream. It's all kind of the same. Um, you could get an antibiotic, try an antibiotic, because it kind of gives you a sense of like, what's actually going on on my skin? You could try the steroid. I always ask people, what of these conventional methods actually work because it does help in me inform me of what actually is going on right, it's, it'll give you a quick it kind of gives you a quick information if you use antifungal and it goes away you know that there's a fungal issues and it's not exactly. really on your skin it's really inside your body inside. exactly even if it's on your toes guys yeah even if it's like toe fungus it's yeah. still in your gut um, and then I would say too, the other thing is obviously most people have already cleaned out their cleaning products. They've cleaned out their laundry stuff, by the way, mm -hmm. that's important. Stop using those dryer sheets. It's a yeah. lot of chemicals. Um, clean out your bath care and body care products. Yeah. Cause that all is comes in contact with your skin and a lot of that causes irritations on its own. I mean, regardless of whether you have gut issues or not, you can yep. get irritations and just by eliminating that, maybe you really don't have a gut issue. You just have irritation issue from the chemicals that are in the things that you're putting against your skin. Exactly. And then the last thing would be make sure if you've got chronic skin rash issues, make sure you're getting around 70 to 80 grams of protein a day. If you don't know what a gram looks like or about how much that is, you could just start kind of Googling how many grams are in this of what I eat, you know, and you can get a sense of like, okay, a burger is like 23 grams of protein. And this is this much. A lot of times people have been cutting their protein back because we're being told you don't need as much protein. But you have to remember you are you've got, you don't have any resources for protein in the body and you're building healthy new tissue. Your body actually needs more building blocks for it. So, you know, I would, a, a day, like that's your total. And a lot of people are shocked. They're like, Oh, I have an egg in the morning. I'm like, yeah, that's six grams. You got a ways to go. <laughs> have a couple more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, that's awesome. And you know what you have, um, you want to, you've got, we've got a link for seven eczema smoothies, soothing smoothies. Yes. They sound good. They are. They're really, really good. They're like regular ingredients. There's a couple in there that you'll be like, kind of, what is that? And I link right to Amazon. So you know exactly how to find them and get them just like sent to your house if they don't have them at the local grocery store. Yeah. And they're really tasty. It's a great protein-based way to start your day so you don't feel like you have to go have another meal. And um, A smoothie is my favorite way to start my day. It's easy, it's filling, and you don't feel overfull, and you don't feel like you, you know, when you eat something that you're chomping on, you you're, you need to satisfy that chomping motion okay. even more and more, so you, you tend to overeat, whereas a smoothie yep. is just like down it and good. Yeah, and I mean, I always tell people, I'm like, look, sip it, 20 minutes, give yourself like that little sip, you know, do other things, I don't care, sip it, and um, it's a really great way, especially if you've got other autoimmune disease issues or gut issues, that is a great way to start your day because you actually, especially if you're tired, guys, protein is really important. <laughs> so uh, for a number of reasons, that's why. And these include a bunch of ingredients that are really good for your skin. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jennifer, I appreciate it. Anything else that you want to add that we maybe we didn't get to discuss? I don't think so. Think this covered... was a lot of fun. Yeah, we talked about some good stuff here. So I love it. And hopefully, cool. hopefully in 40 days, you'll get your gut issues straightened out. And then in 80 days, you'll start to see amazing <laughs> skin. So unfortunately, you're like three months out. <laughs> but if you don't start today, you're going to be three months out 
in three months. So yeah. that's the way you got to look at it. It's, it's not an overnight fix because it didn't happen overnight. Um, nope. For most people, especially when you're getting skin conditions, it's something that's been happening for a long time and you're now just waking up to it. Yep, so. absolutely. And for me, it took six months for my flares to stop. And then it took about a, a year to almost like 14 months for the rashes themselves and all the cracked skin to just go away. And even for my nails to grow back in looking like normal nails. Yeah. So it takes, it does take time. It's you have a to have patience. Yeah. Be patient. It's the it's the scenic route, as I say. <laughs> That's right. And some days you're just frustrated with it, but you know that it can get better. Um, but it you just can. have to do the work. You have to, yes. you have to know and be cognizant and do the work. So thanks exactly. Jennifer for joining us on the healthy me. Um, Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I love your, your message. We'll put the um, links for the smoothies in the comments or in the um, copy below the, the video for anybody that's watching, you can go to the healthy me um, com and find the podcast and then you'll find the links. So awesome for joining us and have an amazing day. And everybody that's joining us, have a great day. And don't forget, um, your skin is as beautiful as your gut. Right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> have a great day, everybody. Trina here. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, subscribe to the Healthy Me podcast and be sure to rate it and review it on iTunes or wherever you're listening. You can like the Healthy Me Facebook page and follow us on Instagram at thehealthyme underscore com. Remember, the info on the Healthy Me podcast is not to be taken as medical advice. You should always talk with your doctors before trying anything we discuss. Until next time, live in your Healthy Me.